0: 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Somebody say family matters. Family matters. During this whole series, God has allowed us to talk about families. And I knew as we went into the series that it would be somewhat different. I've been preaching long enough to know evangelistical series. Those that make you sing and shout, run to the altar. And then those that have you do a self-inspection, contemplate the word and apply it to your life. Everything can't always be sweet and tasty. You've got to, particularly in a pastoral leadership, share things that are necessary. And I said to the church this morning that before you can be a good Christian, you need to be a good person amen. We have too many people striving to be good Christians. They're not good people. And God says, help us to be good people. And then you can be a good Christian. You can be a good witness. Becoming a good person is being a good family member. Is cherishing, honoring your family and the family that God has placed you in spiritually. Here is the reading of God's Holy Text, 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8 we've chosen the Message Bible as a translation to read from today's text and it reads verse 8 of the Message Bible then David prayed to God said to God shall I go after these raiders, these intruders these adversaries of mine and can I catch them the answer came from God go after them and yes you will catch them yes you will make the rescue (laughs) oh I love that verse yes you will make The rescue for the next few moments in the series that's entitled Family Matters. This is the sixth message in this series. I would like to speak to you from the subject Go Fight for Your Family. Clap those hands and wave at somebody and say, Go Fight for Your Family. You may be seated in the presence of God. Go Fight. For your family. Listen, I would like to begin this message by posing, presenting this personal question for each of us to consider. The question simply is, what are you willing to fight for? Think about it. What are you willing to fight for? As I did this morning during the eight o'clock service, it is important that we set some parameters so you know what I am not talking about when I speak of going and fighting for your family. First thing that is important for you to understand is that I am not talking about any physical altercations. Let's get that straight. I don't need you to go fight in the Walmart parking lot. I don't need you to call and say, can Pastor Jackson call Judge Edmonds or Judge Cuff or uh, Judge Van Ellis or others and says, can they they get me out of jail? Because Pastor told me to go fight. No, the devil is a liar. Get it straight, hey, amen. I, I wanted to say that earlier before you nod off, any of you, perhaps. <laughs> I am not talking about any physical altercations. Look at somebody and say, put your gloves up. Don't take your piece out. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a whole lot of you got pieces, side pieces of y'all. <laughs> The Lord was your protection. Okay, it's another story. Okay, second thing, and this is very important. I hope you take it in the way that God has asked me to share it with you. That I'm not talking about, and please don't get offended when I say this I'm not talking about fighting for failed relationships that have been over a long time ago. Can I preach to this side of the church? (laughs) Every, please don't misinterpret this, relationship is not worth saving. Now you have to take this in the spirit that I'm giving you. And I'm glad I'm not a traveling evangelist or a visiting preacher. I've been here for 26 years as your pastor, all of my years as a member of this congregation. I've seen couples come, I remember as a young pastor, couple sitting on my couch, my wife and I, sit there for over an hour and a half. After they finished, both of us needed to take a nap and we needed to go to a therapist. <laughs> Literally, and I looked at my wife, and she knew I was coming because I, I, I was going to be bold and honest, and they haven't sit and talked to us for an hour and a half how they hate each other, never love each other, never will love each other, want to kill each other. Pastor, what do you suggest? I said, "Go find a good lawyer." <laughs> and they said, "Do what? Can I preach to this side of church?" I know I'm going to get in trouble. I said, y'all need to get a divorce. And they said, why? I said, because you never did love each other. And somebody said, well, and Bishop Jackson was alive and he had word and Bishop always had my back and somebody, cause that was somebody's children who had been in church for a long time. And they came back and told Bishop Jackson, and Bishop said, Well, you said what God told you to say. And, and here's what somebody said to him to tell me that God says, What the Lord put together, let no man separate. I said, But they missed the most important part. <laughs> Can I take my time and preach? The most important part of that scripture is what God put together, not y'all or your aunt or somebody else or some good friend told you, Y'all make a good couple or y'all think y'all cute together. Are y'all got good chemistry when the lights are off? Can I look at this side of church? All of those do not make, am I right, Pastor Lawson, you're an expert in this, a good marriage and a good relationship. Why is that important, Pastor Jackson? Because there are some relationships that do not want to get back together do not need to get back together. In fact, should have never been together. With that, if you can get out and you still got your sane mind and you still got a little bit of money left, you ought to shout and say, God, thank you. I hope the next one is better than. <laughs> I'm glad Deacon William T. Moore in here. <laughs> But what what are you saying, Pastor Jackson? It is important that we understand what is worth fighting for. When I speak of fighting for your family, I'm speaking of your priorities. And how you respond to that tells us what is important to you And what your priorities are. I'm talking about fighting for your children. Your children's children. And yes, relationships that God wants to stay together. Relationships that God put together. And most importantly, please don't miss this. Things that the devil is trying to separate. Relationships, even with your children and other family members. That the enemy comes in like a flood to separate. Some, I do believe it is in God's providential will for y'all to go your separate ways. But when the enemy comes in and separated, God says, no, you need to fight for what's right. Don't ever give up on your children, your grandchildren. Don't ever give up on knowing that family matters. Listen, when, when, asked this question by behavior scientists in official surveys done, many answers came about such as I'll fight for my reputation. I will fight for my career. I will fight for my happiness. I will fight for my freedom. But I submit to you today that perhaps willingly fighting for your family For your children, not ever giving up praying the prayer of faith that God will bless them. And don't you think because you're saved and that you're in the church or they came up in the church, you won't have a fight on your hand. I am convinced that the greater the potential you have for greatness in the kingdom the greater the fight you will have just to hold on to your own family. Hold on to your own children. That's why pastors and leaders and ministers and others have to fight so hard for their children and their family. Listen, I want to share something with you. I didn't share it at the early service. I prayed about it. God says, share it now and my brothers and sisters will understand this, Uh, it's personal, it involves our family, the the, the siblings, the Bishop and Mother Jackson, because see, oftentimes we think that what, what looks good is always good. And they don't have any challenges or anything to fight for. But I thank God that although Bishop Jackson preached so hard here, he never gave up on his family. Deacon Simmons. He never gave up on any of his children, and we had issues. Some church folk knew about, others they did not know about. Listen, I, my baby sister got pregnant in college. My middle brother uh, left home and for a time lived in a drug house. Me, the oldest son, was a black socialist, borderline atheist radical that didn't want to believe God or daddy or anybody else. He was just slick and Mac was always saved, okay? <laughs> Kidding Mac, so you had it's just awesome, <laughs> But I said that to say he pastored a church with others. And his oldest son didn't even believe in God. For a period of my life there, I didn't want anything to do with God. I painted my room black. I took everything white out of my room. I wanted black light bulbs. Malcolm X was my hero. I didn't want to read the Bible. I told God, I don't believe in all this Hebrew gibberish. But Daddy fought for me. When my sister was pregnant in college, daddy picked her up, brought her home, and said, I love you like you've never been loved before. I will make your son my son. He will be a part of my family. And he told every church member, if you got a problem with my daughter, you see me. Because I never give up on her. When my brother lived in a drug house, my daddy and mama went to get him opened the door told him home is always welcome to you we prayed for them somebody had him on their mind somebody prayed for him fast forward to 2022 the sister who's pregnant is now a first lady in a church uh the one who's an atheist is now preaching to you the brother who was in a drug house is now over the sound ministry the slick sister is right here <laughs> and say, Mac will be Mac, but you know his accomplishment. I'm not bragging on us. I just want to give God some praise to let you know that every family got issues. But it's worth fighting for. What if Bishop Jackson would have wrote me off? What if he would have said, son, I don't like the way you dress when you come to church. I don't like your behavior when you come to church but he knew God was not through with me yet what if he would have said to Andrina, having left for his college that I'm ashamed of you and I don't want to be your daddy anymore what if he would have said to rod rod because you're using drugs I don't want anything to do with you anymore but no he told the devil I'm not fighting my children I'm fighting you how many of you are ready to declare war on the enemy and say no weapon formed against my family will prosper you got 15 seconds to give God your best praise come on come on come on somebody clap those hands is your family worth fighting for somebody shout but Look at the text, may I preach this? Uh, can you put your cookout on hold just for a moment so I can preach this? Look at this text. Uh, David, perhaps the greatest hero of the Old Testament. David, without a doubt, is my favorite biblical character in the Bible. Our text occurs during a very challenging, and a very stressful, very difficult time in the life of David. In his family. It was a time of transition. It was a time of uncertainty. It was a time of emotional stress and disappointment. Although David had been anointed the next king of Israel, he had not yet
1: served.
0: I'm going somewhere. See every every appointment is not for today. How can I preach to you? Some of you have been anointed today, but for work tomorrow. And and the question is, do you have the patience to wait on God and let God help you and nurture you through where you need to go? It was seven years since David's first anointing that he began to serve as the King of Israel. Within those seven years, his brothers detested him. Within those seven years, his mentor Saul turned his back on him. Uh, Within those, see, it's one thing when God chooses you among others. Uh, David didn't ask to be anointed. David didn't ask to be chosen. Uh, He was just doing what he was to do, and God chose him. Uh, Some of you didn't ask for where God has taken you, but God has seen something in you that nobody else sees. David was first anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 16, I think it was verse 13. The Bible says something very unusual and unique in that text. It says David was anointed, 1 Samuel 16, I think it's 16, verse 13, New Living Translation. I think it puts it this way, David was anointed while his brothers looked on. Can I preach this? Yeah. What brothers, Pastor Jackson? Eliab rejected. Uh, Abinagar uh, rejected. Seven brothers older than David were all rejected. And so you are anointed, look at 1 Samuel NIV, in the presence of the ones that God had not chosen. Uh, The ones that thought it could be them. And God says, not you, but I want the little shepherd boy who tend to the sheep. Uh, They never did like him. In fact, when David went to take food to his brothers, as they were fighting on the line and Goliath confronted them, it was David's oldest brother, Eliab, When he saw David, the Bible says he became jealous and said to David, what are you out here for? You're just showing off, what have you done? Listen to what he says, with those few little sheep that you are in charge of. When your own family demeans you, when your own family doubts the anointing that's on you, you've got to still trust that God's got a plan for your life. Anybody know God's got a plan, whether you are validated by your family, your friends, church members or not, you've got to trust God's plan. So David, having been anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 16, two other times before David became the king of all of Israel, he was anointed. Last two times in the book of 2 Samuel, so what are you saying, Pastor Jackson? Sometimes God anoints us now for something greater to come in the future. Can I speak prophetically into somebody's life? Oh, don't miss this right now. Somebody just lift your hands up. God is speaking prophet. God says, I'm anointing you in 2022 for a work that's coming later. I'm anointing you for something that's coming later. I'm anointing you now for something you can't reap the benefits of right now. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait, I said, on the Lord. Is there anybody say, Lord, have your way? Lord, have your way. You may not come when I want you, but I know you're on time. And Lord, before I can get to the throne, look what David went through. First of all, he dealt with the jealousy of his brothers. He dealt with the threat of Goliath. He dealt with the insane rage of his mentor, his predecessor, King Saul. Prophet Samuel said to King Saul, who became jealous of David. Ooh, chapter 1, 1 Samuel, chapter 18, verse 9, says this, New Living Translation, Saul, the last part of that verse says, Saul looked at David with a jealous eye. There's nothing worse than someone that God uh, has chosen to replace you Treating you with contempt and jealousy. Uh, David had to deal with all of that. I didn't ask for this. All I wanted to be was a shepherd. But God called me for this. And because of Saul's jealousy, 1 Samuel chapter 28 verse 17, listen to what the prophet said to King Saul. He said to him, the Lord has done just what he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you, and God has given it to David. When God gives what you had to somebody else, when God gives what you had always wanted to someone else, you've got to be careful because there are more haters than cheerleaders. There are more people who would rather stab you in the back and smile on your face than will cover you when you're down and out. That's why you got to be careful how you share your success. With everybody. I told the church this morning, some things you say to have a private celebration with you and God. You putting it all on social media. Thank God for my new car, my new job, my new promotion. Thank God. And you think everybody's clapping back at you. But there's some people looking at you with jealous eyes because they've got the dementic spirit of jealousy. Some things you've got to celebrate with just you and God. How many of you know how to have a private celebration? Over something God has done for you. Nobody else needs to know every promotion that God gives you. Some things you just tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you. Am I right about it? Lord, thank you. King, may I preach this? King Saul became so jealous, so obsessed that he set out to destroy David and those associated with David. As a result, David was excommunicated from his own community. David was banned from Israel. David and his family were told that you're no longer welcome in Israel. In fact, King Saul attempted to kill him, put a bounty on his head. David ended up of all places in the land of the Philistine. How bad does it get when the only place you can go is a place where your enemy lives? Can I preach to somebody? Only place that was available and accessible to David was a place called Ziglag in the land of the Philistine. Now, here David is with those men and family members who has followed him. I've been anointed, but I have no kingdom. Uh, I've been chosen, but I got nothing, excuse the grammar, to my name. All I have is trouble and heartache. God, what's the purpose of your anointing? And God says, David, don't worry about it. It's delayed, but it will not be denied. How many of you know what God has promised God will do? Anyone know that God has promised to bless you and your family? It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Somebody help me celebrate in the enemy's territory and say it's coming, it's coming. Somebody, someone give God a praise for knowing what God has promised. That's right. You've got 15 seconds to give God your best. It's coming praise. I know God will do what God
1: says. God God will bless your family. God will bless
0: going in. Coming out. Somebody declare with me. Lord, it is coming. Ooh. All excuse me for when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me when I think of his goodness and how he has set me free then my soul cries out hallelujah Woo! even in a strange place even in a place like Ziggler God says I'll bless your down setting and your uprisings can I preach this things in David's life I told you he was my favorite biblical character is about to go from bad to worse how much worse can it get pastor I'm living in the land of my enemies my family despises me the king of Israel has a bounty on my head I have no place to call home all I have is a little home site, a little piece of property on the outskirts of the land of the Philistine in a strange place called Ziglag. (laughs) uh, the late John Osteen, the father of Pastor Joel Osteen, preached a sermon and wrote a book, A Place Called There. I preach a series about that. How many of you ever been there? To those of you who've never gone through anything, you are excused. But how many of you ever been there? Pastor, where is there? A place that sometimes you can't even describe. Broke, busted, and disgusted, sick, Family members acting crazy. Nobody has got your back. How many of you ever been there when you felt like giving up? (laughs) Please call there. It goes from bad to worse. Can I put this in some context for you? So now here is David. He and the men that are following him are now out fighting other enemies and then some additional enemies come in their campsite while they're out burned it to the ground ruined in every translation I've read I've read about five translations of this Dr. Cheryl Washington and every translation I've read said it was ruined. The Hebrew word for that is probably beyond any English word I can think of to tell you how devastating it was. What happens when you ain't got nothing and you lose that? What happens when what you have is raggedy and torn and folk come to take? (laughs) Why you want sick leg? There's nothing. Tell the enemy, why are you still messing with me? I got no money. I'm broke. I'm sick. Why are you still on my case? Sometimes the enemy comes in and God tests your character. And now David loses the little ragtag, raggedy place he had. Called oh, Ziglag. What happens I need the priestess one day when you lose Ziglag. I'm not talking about the house behind the gate. I'm not talking about the Mercedes. I'm not talking about country club living. What happens when you're already on the other side of the track and you lose that? What you have burned down. Lord, I have nothing left. The Bible says when David and his men returned only to discover, not only had their camp been destroyed, but their enemies had kidnapped their family, had taken their family back, and now David has nothing. Family's gone. Campsites burned to the ground. Those who followed David said, we ought to stone you to death. Because of you, we've lost our family. But the Bible said, having wept until they could not weep anymore. The Bible said in verse 6, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I like the NLT that says, and David found strength in the lord He is god don't y'all fool me but is there anybody in here that you found your strength at the worst time in your life when folk didn't think you could make it you found your strength in the lord your god this is a good time to put a praise on finding strength in the lord your god and david bounds strength in the Lord his God and listen may I preach this? I promise you I'm almost done David then did what we all should do in the midst of a crisis, particularly in the midst of a family crisis he went to God he sought guidance not on facebook he didn't put it out on social media he didn't put all of his business out y'all know my family going through something can y'all pray for me i am about to lose all my family members no you don't need nobody to know any of that sometimes you need to just got to have a talk with god some of your problems ought to be between you and god david sought guidance from the lord uh, verse 8, the Message Bible, here's the text, here's the text, then David prayed to God and said, shall I go after these raiders? Can I catch them? Ooh, the answer came, and this is why I included the word go in the subject, uh, because even if I would have said fight for your family, some of you can feel like you're fighting at home on your couch. But this fight means you got to get up and go out and do something. God said to David, go after. The- them oh can you see what god told god could have said to david what he said to king jehoshaphat stand still and see what i'm going to do sometimes god wants you to stand still but sometimes god wants you to dry your tears up straighten your back up and go get after your enemy is there anybody ready to go 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 look at somebody say go 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 who am I preaching to? Somebody say, Go, wave at your neighbor and say, Stop complaining. Go, go, go. Go get your child. Go get your grandchild. Go pray for them. Go anoint their room. Go, go. Go.
1: Somebody jump up one time and say, Go. Go.
0: Go, go. I told the Lord, I'm going to get my children. I'm going to get my sons. Uh, how many of you ready to go? Sometimes you got to pray. Turn your plate down. Tell the Lord, I need you. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Go. Go get it. Go get him, go tell the devil, I'm sick of you, I'm sick of you, I want my child back. Where are my praises? Where are my praises? I hear a war cry, I hear the war cry, thank you Zion, I hear the war cry, I hear the war cry, come on praise team, help me, help me, help me with the war cry, here we go. the devil here I come here I come and the gates of hell will not prevail I want every nephew I want every niece I want every cousin I want every church member I want your sons and daughters One more, one war cry.
1: Here I come. Tell the devil, here I,
0: here I, here I, I'm. I'm. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you every dope house every quack house
1: Y'all excuse me
0: I'm praising God for what God is gonna do to your family go fight go fight go Woo. stand to your feet verses 18 and 19 Woo. can I show you something verses 18. And 19, Uh, David recovered all the enemy carried away. David rescued his entire family. In other words, look at somebody and say, he got it all back. Uh, The message Bible says he rescued them all. I've got a prophetic word for you. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but one day you're gonna shout the praise, because you're gonna rescue what the devil thought he stole. You got one minute to put your best praise on. I'ma get. I I I am getting it all. Wave your hands up and say go fight Tell them go fight Go fight Don't get weak mama and daddy didn't give up on me. Thank you, mama. You could have given up on me. You could have given up on my sister. You could have given up on my brother. But I thank God you fought every night on your knees. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. How many of you are willing to fight for your children? fight for your family listen go fight uh, go get in your prayer closet turn your plate down walk the floor anoint their rooms do whatever you got to do I've got grandchildren I'm fighting for right now I told the enemy if you did it for me you did it for my sons you can do it for my grands. how many of you are willing to go fight for yours listen I'm done I'm done I want to leave you with these three key insights Take your phone out, take a picture if you can. Ah, Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you all for indulging me this morning. Ah, I don't want to keep you long, but thank you so much. Ooh, ah, ah. When I see these young men and people in here, it's TJ's and Daniel's and others, and, oh, I'm so proud of all of you, these young people in here, whoever you are. Thank you all. Don't ever let the enemy tell you it's not worth fighting for. Three key insights quickly. Insight number one, put it on the board for me, okay? David found a way to strengthen himself despite all he was going through. If you can't take a picture, we'll leave it up there after church because I know we had the altar. I want you to see this. Strengthen yourself. If you're waiting on the preachers to make you feel good, it doesn't always happen that way. I can't call everybody who's going through everything. I love you so much. Sometimes I miss it. I feel so bad when I feel like I can't get to everybody. But God can get to you. Strengthen yourself in the Lord, your God. Second key insight David sought guidance from the Lord in the midst of a serious, life altering crisis. When your life seems to be falling apart, go to God, go to the rock. Go to the Christ. Go to the God of your salvation. David sought guidance from the Lord in the midst of a serious life-altering crisis. And Here's the third and the final insight. Don't go to God if you're not prepared to do what he says why seek his guidance when you have no desire to obey his instructions I'm hearing God says if you seek my guidance then I need you to obey my instructions David obeyed the Lord's instructions purposely purposely Biblical scholar Dr. J. Vernon McGee says, purposely the word go is in the text because God wanted to make it clear with David. Your family is not coming back to Zigland unless you go get him. Okay. They're not coming back unless you're willing. <laughs> To go get them some of you say well my doors are always open and they know they can always come home if they want to that's good but sometimes you've got to go and let them know I want to bring you home <laughs> that's what my daddy did to my brother who's now a deacon and one of the most faithful men I know my brother Rod most of you don't even know him you wouldn't recognize him if you saw him but one of the most faithful people I know daddy and mama rescued him from a drug house (laughs) he said you're still our son brought him to the altar prayed for him And now God has blessed him. He's got a daughter who's graduated from Duke University. Who's working in Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) But God. Somebody help me say, but God. The only reason I use that as an example. It's not to brag on our family. But just to show you how good God is. Our family was jacked up, (laughs) y'all. we had all kind of issues but they never gave up on us they always fought for us Brian Courtney Wilson says I'm worth fighting for says to the Lord you met me deep in my despair To show me you would never leave me there. You claimed because I was made for so much more. How many of you know that you are God's child and you're worth fighting for? Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard all that God has in store for you. If God said you were worth fighting for, you need to know that members of your family are also worth fighting for. Cedric McFadden Praise and Worship team comes right now. Those of you that are joining us virtually, wherever you are, I'm looking at you wherever you are right now, saying to you, go fight. Go fight for your family. Because God fought for you. Come on worship to you. Yeah. Ooh. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You met me ah. Deep in my despair To show me ah. You would never leave me there You claimed because I was Made for so much more I am your child and i'm worth fighting for so heavy with the weight of my mistakes you carry me and refuse to let me sink under the pressure yeah you meant for me to soar i am your child uh-huh. and i'm worth fighting for Is haven't heard all you have planned for me. <laughs> and nothing can separate me from your love when there's so much, more so much more still worth fighting for. Now I'm moving by faith and not by sight toward victory. By the power of your might You're straining out my path And open every door I am your child And I'm worth fighting for Eyes haven't seen Oh Oh And oh nothing, nothing Can separate
0: Come on up. Um. Eyes,
1: Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, ears haven't all, heard, heard all, you have planned, all you have planned, for me. And know nothing, and nothing can separate, separate me, from me from your love, you so much more, and you fighting That's why I'm pressing it's toward, toward <laughs> the mark. So. The calling on my life worth. is a worth fighting Ooh. for. I gotta keep my mind, <laughs> stayed on you, Jesus, yeah. cause the peace that it brings, yeah. and I'll be faithful yeah. to my wife and children, my family. Yeah. <laughs> cause my family uh. is a worth fighting Ooh. for. Uh. No. Your kingdom here is a work for
0: lift those hands to those of you who are joining us virtually David found a way to strengthen himself David sought guidance from the Lord David obeyed the Lord's instructions God we thank you, we bless you thank you for this sixth message of this Family Matter series thank you for you have reminded us that despite how it may appears we're never going to give up on those we love <laughs> the enemy may have come in like a flood the enemy may have disrupted our peace the enemy may have tried to destroy our family but God we hear your words in which you said to us get up go fight you will recover it all you will rescue them all thank you Lord for my parents not giving up on us thank you Lord when the enemy could have taken us in a direction that could have ruined our lives thank you for parents who prayed for us. Thank you for parents who knew our mistakes, but yet they loved us and never gave up on us. I pray, Lord, that in 2022 that there are some today that will declare and decree with me that their families are worth fighting for. This is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks and those that love the lord said amen amen if you want to listen if you don't know the lord jesus as your savior and you want to commit your life to the lord elders and ministers are in the back make a commitment to the lord if you're looking for a church home we will welcome you to those of you that are joining us virtually contact numbers are on the screen it begins with a relationship with God, David had a relationship with God despite all of his mistakes. He had a relationship with God. Look at somebody and say, Your family is worth fighting for. Come on, Cedric. Come on, worship and arts team. As so so the back, more still worth. come on, say, say i's
1: haven't Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It's there is so much more. more.
2: Together and give God a praise for the word of God. Go fight for your family. Amen. What an awesome, awesome word. You may be seated. We want to remind you about our vision offering. Amen. To those of you that are here in the worship center. That is seven dollars. Amen. One dollar a day just for the vision that God has placed on our pastor heart. Uh we have so many projects that are going on starting on Atlas Road and Bluff Road. You can see the buildings that are going up right behind the gas station. Amen. Our housing project and then our senior village right across the street right next to our dream center, the infrastructure. Amen. They're doing already Uh, right behind us real soon. We're going to be breaking ground for our youth zone and our office of youth development thank god so much and we continue to do so many more with our jenny r jackson women's center with our teenage pregnancy uh programs with our wellness center our senior house our dream center so much we're able to do because of your giving and because you trust god so continue to give those seven dollars continue to sacrifice that seven dollar one dollar a day We're gonna get ready to go into our Holy Communion service. Our praise team is gonna lead us into a communion song. Those of you at home, we're gonna ask that you get your sacraments ready and we'll be coming back real soon to administer our communion. Then we'll pronounce our benediction. stand Amen as we prepare for our holy communion to those of you at home if you can stand in honor of our holy communion we ask that you do that amen and on the same night scripture says in which he was betrayed he said, take eat this is my body which has been broken for you, discovered in the blood which has been shed. For as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Let us commune. Amen. Can we just do a little bit more of that praise team? Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. The blood that washed my sins away.
2: One more time. Thank you for your blood. Stand for the benediction. Don't forget starting on Tuesday, we'll be doing virtual services for our Tuesday night services through the month of July. So we ask that you tune in virtually with us starting at 7 o'clock with our family, finance, and fitness month of activities. With uplifted hands, Father, we just thank you for your blood. God, we thank you for Calvary. We thank you for the price that you paid just for us. We thank you for the word of God. Go fight for your family, Lord. We thank you for how you bless Pastor Jackson. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a happy and safe Fourth of July.
3: We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning into our broadcast and for joining us in person. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to PO Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, Or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. Now for additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's BWCAR.org.